The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello, welcome to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast, and we finally have a football game to talk about. Uh, so instead of spending five days speculating about the manager, we're now going to speculate about our game. That's uh, <laughs> one way to spin it. Yeah. Um, we will go through... The, I'm quite happy about this. There's not really any manager news to talk of today. I, I feel like it's been much less stressful, which I'm quite happy about. Um, but we'll pick up the news that has been, the minimal news that has been, and then let's look ahead to Wigan Athletic coming to town on Saturday afternoon. We have Mick and Danny with us. How is it going? Yeah, all good, mate. Thank you very much. Where are you? Yeah, I'm ready for, to watch a game of football involving Rotherham United, to be honest with you. He's been ace, if I do say so myself, so I'm in a fantastic mood. Excellent news. Uh, this is scheduled to be our final episode of the week. Now, if there is somehow magically an appointment on Friday, we will then do uh, emergency podcast. The emergency protocols will come into activation, as you may expect. Um, that probably won't happen, as we'll come on to uh, later on in the show. Later on in the show. Um, well, I suppose the question is: Do you want to start and get the managers to fight the way, or shall we just get on with? Talking about Wigan, which way do you want to get over and done with me? Danny, I'll let you have dibs. Um, well, if we do it in chronological order, we'll get the management stuff out of the way quickly and then actually preview a football game. <laughs> that makes sense to me. Um, I like it. So, let's see what we've got with this first YouTube user. Because it's good evening once again. I bet this podcast feels like a marathon. We'll be brought it on ourselves this week, to be honest with you. Um, S64 Miller says, Evening, everyone. So does Sean Green. Scotty Price is with us. Cheryl Stone is even with us. Enjoy, enjoy the Wigan podcast. I was on Progression, Progress with Unity, the Wigan podcast. If you want to listen to my preview and a bit more details from them. We are doing a scouting report, but it's going to be on the it's going to be on our website. It's going to be in written form. 
uh, from now. I'm going to try doing that. Mm. I struggled to get it in the show, you know, to get in the show and then feel like everything else was not a rush. It, it, was, it has been a bit of a struggle to make it feel right. So it's now going to be on our website. Finally, make use of that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So chronolo chronological, as you said, Danny, uh, we finished recording last night and the story was that Mark Bonner was leaning towards not coming to Rotherham United. This morning he came out and said he's not coming to Rotherham United. Um, he used the loyalty phrase, Mick. He didn't use the loyalty phrase, but essentially he used he was he wanted to finish the job that had been started at Cambridge. Say all the right words. If I'm a Cambridge fan, I would have been very happy about what he said. But I don't quite buy that really. Why he wanted another job? He said that. Somebody, somebody mentioned it on Twitter and I can't remember who it was. If I did, I'd give him a name check. But the lad's doing his dream job, isn't he? You know, he's a football, looking for another one then. He's, yeah, well, it's not a dream job though, is it? You know, I mean, he's, he's supporting his own, he's, he's managing his hometown club. So I can, I, I do get it. I do get the loyalty hmm. bit. I don't have an issue with it. And if you don't want to come, you don't want to come. You know, I, I, he's accepted the job. The, the 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 information that we've got is is been interviewed. He's accepted the job, and then he's had to think about it. That's that would appear to be the the set of circumstances. So fine, move on. Let's move on. Well, we've got to do, haven't we? You know what I mean? It would have been a good appointment. It's not coming, so we get we'll find somebody else now. So yeah. I, I, the reasons behind it are, are, are pretty much irrelevant. Um, you know, and I know people are still banging on about the fact that Tony Stewart's not digging his hand in his pocket and all this nonsense. I, I, and, and and if it were me and it were money, then money would be my driver, no matter where I was going. That's the person type of person I am. Not everybody is like that. Not everybody, you know, is driven that much by money. It's just that's how it is, isn't it? So I'd take it if it were money, if it were for money. Except if it was Ant Swillsborough, obviously, then I'd uh, <laughs> a different match because I know I'd never get paid it anyway. So, yeah. what I will say is, and you can't really too much into this, but he looked, he looked like somebody who had a big day the day before. He <laughs> looked really tired. Um, so, I imagine it's been stressful for him, Danny. I, I suppose we're not going to dwell on it too much. He's not our manager anymore, but it would have been a huge decision for him to leave that club. I don't mind him. It's not just come to us. I'm not taking it personally. I understand why he's staying. Um, but yeah, just your final thoughts on the Bonner situation before we move on for good. Um, I know a few people have called into question if he's so loyal, why go for the interview? But potentially he would have been on more money here than he would have been at Cambridge. And if you're doing the same job for more money, you're going to at least explore it aren't you? Even if you are happy in the job that you're in. <clears throat> but he's obviously come to, the, come to the interview process, it's been agreed, and whether he spoke to his family or just had a real hard sit down and think about it and decided to stay where he is, it's probably just his business and we'll never know. <clears throat> but if that is the, is the reason why he's staying, you know, fair play to him, we don't see a lot of loyalty in football anymore, per se. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's, it's not complete. The saga isn't completely over because you never know he could change his mind. You never know. <laughs> I mean, he might speak to Paul Ward on Saturday and he might change his mind. You never know because, funnily enough, Cambridge are playing Derby on Saturday, which yeah. is fun. Um, but, yeah, I, 
I don't think the door is completely closing, at least trying to convince Mark Bonner to leave Cambridge and come to us. But I think he's just sort of said, I'm all right for the time being. I think that's more of what it is, at least in my opinion anyway. But it's next man up now. Mm. It's next man up. We've we've not really got our favourite because it's his decision and he's not coming here. So now it's like, right, Rob, what's got, what list have you got for us? And we'll have a look at that. And yeah, then go from there. Still, I'm not stressed about it because um, I've I've taken on mixed words of wisdom, and um, I'm play I'm playing the patient game now. Okay, I understand. Uh, yeah, I think we're all over it now a little bit. Annoying yesterday, but it is what it is. It's, it's not like we had something and lost it. We never had it. Um, so let's let's see what else we can see. I suppose. Um, there's a lot of people talk, talking about interviews and things such as that. We've got Andrew David saying, was Taylor at the club today for an interview? Well, that's sort of something we can say is very, very, very unlikely he came to the club for an interview because he did the pre-match press conference with ex- at Exeter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he did it remotely, so I suppose technically it could have been anywhere. Um, but you assume we've done it from, from the home trip, from the training ground. So we can sort of say Taylor hasn't been interviewed today physically in person. We can't say he hasn't interviewed before. We can't say that anything wasn't done um, over Zoom or whatever. There is uh, there is an interesting lack of information today, Mick, and I'm, I'm not necessarily disappointed. Obviously, if there's something happening, I, I would like to know as a fan. That's just who I know. Some people would like to wait for the official confirmation. I'd like to know. There has been other than I think one journalist saying that he was in, he was one of the favourites for the job. You know, he was he's always on the list. There's been compared to the last three or four days, a startling lack of information coming out, isn't there? Well, I think the club are probably, if they've, if they've had any any sort of site of social media um, and the and the complete meltdown that we've had on there for the last three days, they're probably thinking we're going to keep everything else as tight as we possibly can now mm. um, and, and not give any information to anybody. Um, because why would you, you know? Because yeah. um, it, just, it just descends into personal abuse at people, doesn't it? <laughs> and it's like it's just oh god it's like being back at school it's just oh it's horrible so <laughs> for me they're probably just going to keep the batten down hatches keep themselves to themselves talk about the football because the football's now back so that should offer some sort of distraction for some of these people um mm. assuming that we don't lose 7-0 on Saturday um you know and, and, and they let them get on with the job uh they'll They'll be going down the list, won't they? Um, just going back to what you said about the, the, the Bonner thing, not necessarily, what Danny said about the Bonner thing not necessarily being cut and dried and done. I think that ship's sailed now. You know, he's he, he, even if he changed his mind and come back, there's always that doubt there that, you know, didn't really want it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so that, that ship's sailed as far as, I, as, as far as I'd be concerned if I was involved in it. Um, and we'll, we'll move on to, to, to next man up. Um, and, and in these processes, I don't think everybody's mature enough to know that you know there's going to be a list. And, and yeah. if you're on the list, happy days. It doesn't matter whether you're first, second, third, or fourth. If you know if you get to the top of it eventually, then happy days. Um, so we'll, we'll 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 have to wait and see, won't we? But I don't see very much coming out of the club either officially or unofficially from uh, mm-hmm. from now on. Yeah. I feel it. Sorry for, for 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 everybody involved in the sort of the leaks yesterday, for want of a better word, because it was all in good faith. You know, every, everything was done. It's not the first time we've had that had that issue. Um, 
But it is what it is. That's football. We, we all know how quickly things can change in football. Danny mentioned it yesterday, didn't you? So let's go from there. Danny, let's talk more about Taylor, Matt Taylor, X to boss. Because in terms of what I've looked at, the people I've looked at, him and Bonner were the two sort of standout of the list that we thought were available. You're not going to go get the, you know, Ancelotti's he's not going to come to us and everything like that, obviously. Um, but on, in terms of realistic options, those were the two. So for me, you've got Matt Taylor's next up. After that, looking at the list, I'm starting to struggle, to be honest with you, other than Woody. Yeah, I mean, um, I think the uh, the managers that fit are, you know, like young, up-and-coming, mm. could do a decent job, is probably Bonner, Taylor, uh, maybe Hurston, Artel. And I've, I've seen a few people say they don't want Hurston. Artel, for a few reasons, um, mainly because... Could they cut it in the championship? I think is the main one, but you could say that about Bonner and Taylor, to be fair. True. Um, yeah, I think Taylor would be the logical next man up, um, and I think he would do very well with us, to be fair. Uh, he might be a little bit disappointed with our youth setup compared to Exeter's, but you know, you're not good at a job unless you can adapt it to suit your needs and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, I think that'll be next man up. I have seen a lot of people mentioning Chris Wilder because apparently he's going to either be sacked by Middlesbrough or leave Middlesbrough through his own mutual consent. But with that one, I've heard he's probably going to go to Bournemouth because mm-hmm. it's back in the Premier League. But might be an option. You never know. If we just nip him in the board when he's travelling passes on the M1, we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, we don't know Matt, Matt Taylor, but that's we, we think Matt Taylor's a favourite. There's still Rob Edwards. Uh, I think Paul Davis, I ain't got the article to hand, but I think he said there was work to do, basically, on, on, the, on the next option. Um, anything else that stands out to you, Mick? Any other managers that you think, you know what, actually, he could be out? Matt, Matt Gray from Sutton has been linked by the Football Insiders on Twitter. Um, mm. That's a step down from those <laughs> names already mentioned. And it's left field as well. I, I treat that with yeah disdain. To be honest, it's just just somebody trying to get some clicks in it. I think you know, so. Mm. They, they've, they've seen what's happening. I'm sure they'll have tweeted about Cardiff as well, being linked to some other obscure manager. And I've no mm. idea whether they are or not. I'm just, <clears throat> I'm just I'm just guessing. But you know, it's all about clicks. Not interested. Yeah, maybe just stop. Maybe they got the wrong map. Which Matt, they wanted Matt, they thought it was Matt Taylor, and they've gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> They'll link me with tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> one last thing on Matt Taylor before <clears throat> we move on. Um, his odds have absolutely plummeted to eight to eleven on Skybet. He were twenty-two um, to one yesterday. Yeah, which is a shame because I put a bet on him being manager when he was seven to one. He's annoying. <laughs> Should have held that a little bit longer, but oh well. Yeah, we should we should touch on his interview today, which is only a brief interview um, with the press, but he was fairly complimentary about the club, about Rotherham United, um, which you know obviously nice to hear. Um, and he didn't say no, he didn't say he wasn't interested, but he did obviously didn't say he was interested because he can't really. Um, Nick, can you take anything from it? Because he's a manager, the press trained. Can you take anything from it other than he didn't come out and say no? I don't think you can, can you? I mean, he's, he's not going to say, he's, he's not going to intimate even that he's interested when he's when he's doing a press conference for another club's mm. weekend game. 
You know, that'd just be, that'd just yeah. be madness, wouldn't it? You know what I mean? So he's always going to toe the party line. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. We'll wait and see what the club, what the club announced, because I think that's probably the next thing we know is going to be there's, there's an announcement we've got a manager. Um, hopefully, anyway, that means we don't have to do any more of his podcasts because I'm starting to lose my voice. <laughs> and I'll tell you something else and all. I've been an hour a day, every day where I don't swear is just, it's killing me, man, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, these things can happen quickly. I mean, it, this is obviously di- different, but when, when Steve Evans, we got Steve Evans, it was all very quiet in the background and then suddenly Steve Evans were appointed, as an example. Um, it, it, all, it all could be happening behind the scenes. They could have just taken a day and just gone, right, what do we want to do? How do we want to reset in the search? Um, there's obviously conflicted information. We're getting sort of football heaven. have been saying consistently that there are interviews taking place every day. And other people, such as Paul Davis, saying there's essentially been no interviews. Essentially, there's been Mark Bonner interest, and we've had other people, other people on the list. So we're getting two fairly reputable sources, who we would normally trust, with vastly different bits of information. Um, Which, so I don't know. It has to tell you that there's nothing coming from the club. It does now. Yeah, there's been nothing today, has there? Really, no. Um, so, so. You know, with the greatest respect to certainly Radio Sheffield, they, they, you know they 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 need to keep their profile up with 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 local clubs. And if there's nothing happening, then they can. I'm not saying make stuff up, but they can certainly speculate, can't they? Um, so just just to kind of keep it ticking over a little bit, so that it doesn't lose any momentum as far as they're concerned. So we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. One thing we need to factor in as well is that <clears throat> um, I'm purely basing this on what I learnt at uni on Monday. I've been sitting on this all week, but um, the guy who was taking us for those lectures, he said to us, the worst thing you can do as, well, the best thing, the worst thing for a journalist, the best thing to keep everything quiet as a media officer at a football club is to tell the journos everything that's happening. Because then they can say nothing. Because if they do, it's a breach of confidence, and yeah. and they will be in trouble, basically. Um, so I mean, it actually all depends on what the club has actually told everybody. If they've been straight with them and say, "Look, this is what's happening," da 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 da, and you can't say anything until after it's happened or it's been dismissed or whatever, then that will probably be the the wrong way to go. However, if they've just been giving him little bits like, oh yeah, we we spoke to Mark Bonner yesterday. Oh, Mark Bonner's our favourite. It actually gives you a chance to run the story. It actually creates hype around it and a bit of interest in it. Um, mm. And I'm not going to speculate on what the club's done in this situation because it would be wrong to. But I'm just saying that the amount of hype and activity, shall we say, on social media is from what one person has told another person who's then told it to the journalist. And um that might be why it's gone quiet. Maybe they've been more open with them and told them what's happening, and that's why it's been quiet. Mm. And maybe someone just said something like, oh, yeah, we've talked to Mark Bonner today and, and he's our favourite choice, and then that's where all the hype came from yesterday. But with that in mind, now that it's gone quiet, I actually think it's progressed a little bit because if the club or whoever has said, this is what's happened, this is who we spoke to, and you can't say anything about it, then it's like, well, what else are we hearing? And then someone says, oh... Um, Gray at Sutton's a potential option. Right, we'll go with that story. 
it all depends on what's happened behind the scenes. And for me personally, it's been a fantastic education this week. <laughs> I'm loving this. It's been brilliant. It's been such an education. It's come at the bang on right time. So uh, thanks for having me out. This has been uh, my education for this week. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Peter O'Rourke is always a journalist on Twitter. Always, to be fair, he's hit and miss. Um, he's tweeting that Matt Gray is in the job hunt. Is is interested in the job? Well, not interested in the job. Is is <coughs> excuse me in contention for the job. He is not on any of the bookmakers lists at all. He's not even hundred to one. Um, so that could be complete a load of garbage, or it could be you know the story of the day. We will wait and find out on that one. I'm not sold on Matt Gray to be honest with you. Although they did very well against us in the play in the Papa John's. Um, Let's wait and see. We could have a new manager tomorrow. It could be next Thursday. We just don't know. Um, Jamie Point says on here, the manager has changed, but the players haven't. I think they'll go out and give everything we've got. We are Rotherham United, not Warren United. Yeah, that is absolutely true. And Chris Page, on a slightly different note, he says, Hi, there. I've got a new room available on Saturday for the Wigan game for disabled supporters and others to use the Sky TV, drinks, etc. in the goal zone past the red and white shop. At the stadium, at New York Stadium. Uh, so if anybody's going down there early, there is an option for you. I like that very much. Uh, any other manager talk? No, let's, let's get that. I'm fed up on it now. We've had it at it all week and it's absolutely doing my nutting. Danny might have enjoyed it all. It's been absolutely, <laughs> it's been a hell for me this week. Yeah, it's been all. I, mean, I, I just took a random name out there. Get Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer in. Do it. Just, yeah. to be, just to be completely out of left field and surprise everybody. <laughs> um, let's just, yeah, the Richard Wood, Richard Wood is taking the pre-match press conferences, conference. Um, so that's tomorrow evening, Friday afternoon. That will be. So it'll be very interesting to listen to Woody. Um, we talked about the podcast. I enjoy listening to Woody. I think when he talks, he talks sense. He don't, he's not, he don't waffle, does he? Um, as much as we all love Warnie, he could waffle a bit, couldn't I think? I think when Woody says something, Woody only says something when he sort of means it a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see how his, press, how his first press conference goes. What a strange question, mate. What do you want to hear from Woody? What What do you think he's going to say in terms of how things are? What do you want Woody to sort of say to sort of settle us as a fan base? Well, I think he's going to say what I want him to, what I want to, what I want to hear, and that is that the players are all together. The players are the players are, are, are right behind. The club uh, and and what we're going to get on Saturday is what we've got for the last uh, nine games that we've had this season. Well, eight games, barring the Sunderland game. So um, I expect that's what he's going to say. I expect that's what's happening. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. uh, because Woody is is hugely respected amongst the players, and rightly so because of his experience and his and everything else that he contributes. So um, I. I I'm not concerned about the weekend and, and and I expect Woody to sort of just toe the party line kind of thing um, and, and tell us everything's fine. That's what I'm expecting from him. Whether we get that is another matter, but I'm sure we will. Yeah, John Morrell, can you imagine the dressing room when Woody puts him puts the team up and he's picked himself up front? <laughs> I was about this tonight earlier on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah that'd be class. <laughs> uh, says, "Who's picking the team?" Yeah, Woody. It'd be, it'd be almost almost a committee. You'll have Woody Peltier, and I, I suspect Brecken will have a 
a big role to play in advice. There's no confirmation whether they'll be on the touchline or anything, but they're going to need somebody on the touch touchline. Either Woody or Peltier is going to play. They could both play. Um, mm. So they are going to need help. I, I suspect Woody will tell us all about that in the press conference on on Friday afternoon. Uh, Danny, just same question. I asked me, what, is there anything else you think, you, is there anything else you want to hear from Richard Wood on, on Friday afternoon? Um, I want to hear whether he's suit and tie or tracksuit if he's in the dugout, to be fair. I do as well. He's <laughs> <laughs> a tracksuit man, won't he? He's got, yeah. I, I think. He's a tracky man, definitely. Yeah, we, we had a brief conversation about this on Radio Sheffield and uh, Adam said he's definitely a, a sort of tracksuit man. I can picture him being Richie Barker, how he's got mm. the tracksuit on, but it's shorts. Always and training, short. Yeah, and the training socks. So I can actually picture that, to be fair. <laughs> I, can, I reckon Peltier will be the full tracksuit. Mm. Um, maybe Brex as well. I want to know if Brex has got his um, new JB Printed on his tracksuit. I hope so. As well. <laughs> you got him Brecky walks out in the grey hoodie that says JB on it. That'd be class. Mm. Everybody a good to shop, buy a thing and say, Oh, can we have a can we have JB prints on it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so you know I like a bit of football in symmetry. You know I like it. One Paul Warren's first game as manager. Official Rotherham manager, full-time Rotherham manager, was against Wigan Athletic. <laughs> <laughs> and the first game post Paul Warren is Wigan Athletic. Um, did did we, we won that game three two, didn't we? We lost three two. Ah, yeah. I think I think Lewis Price jumped on one of their players' backs and gave away a stupid free kick, ah. and then stole from said free kick. I think if memory serves me right. Um, yeah. You know I like it. You know I like this kind of thing. Mm. Um, it's not gone well when you didn't tell us what score were. <laughs> I'd have told, yeah, yeah. If it were positive, I'd have told you. Yeah, 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 you'd have been all over that, wouldn't you? I would. Yeah, on a negative, um, we haven't won the first game after a loss of manager for five, the fast, last five managers. The last time we won a game after a change of manager was after Andy Scott got sacked uh, back in 2012. I think it's oh. symmetry there because his brother's here. So a bit, of, a bit of symmetry, yeah. But yeah. if we win, yeah, yeah, I'll accept that. I like, I yeah. will accept that. We lost one, Scott. We've got another one back. So there you go. <laughs> um, no wins in the league against Wigan since 2016. That's eight games without a league win. We did beat them in the League Cup a couple of years ago in league games. It's not not a very good run of fixtures. Um, the good thing with Wigan, Danny, is for me, and um, they've obviously done a bit of transfer business, but it's basically the same team as last season. They've, of the teams that have come up, I think they've done the least amount of business. So we just know what to expect. They've got the same type of players, uh, same strengths, um, th- which just which means it's going to be a very tough game because they're an extremely solid team. Yeah, they are. They have um, brought in a couple players and they've uh, mm. picked us to one, haven't they? But He's not starting, which is interesting. Um, yeah, it'll be a good test against Wigan. I think there'll be a fair bit of interest in it. Well, look at how many tickets that have been sold. There is a lot of interest around mm. it because it's first and second last season uh, in the division higher going against it. So it's both a good test for us and Wigan to see how they've progressed, but also have they improved on last season against one of their uh, close rivals, if you like, in league position. Um, so yeah, it'll be a very interesting game. 
very, very interesting game. One of the more interesting games this season. And like, I know we've already played Sunderland uh, and they spent big because they have the ability to. But for Wigan, it's a club that, you know, around about our level, like maybe just above us level-wise. But Wigan is the sort of level that Rotherham wants to be at if they are above us, that is. And yeah, it's just going to be a good test. I think it's going to be a big test for whoever's in the dugout and a big test of character now that the manager's gone. But I'm more looking forward to the footballing test on the pitch, to be honest. Hmm. Yeah, they've had a similar start to us in the season. I know from a points points perspective, it's it's, it's very close. We've still in 14 points. They've got 13 points. It's almost identical, although we've played a game less. But all their fixtures sort of play out in the same way as us as well. They've had some nil-nils, some 1-1s, a 2-1, and then one random... Battering, they lost five one at home to Wigan, which obviously is similar to the Sunderland game to us. Um, and I think Sunderland have had a similar sort of start. Mick, it's all three promoted teams have, have had a similar start, mostly good with the odd rubbish day, the odd very very good day in there, uh, which maybe tells us maybe they haven't changed. And yeah, it's going to be a similar game as it was on Friday night in March or whenever it was. Yeah, potentially, potentially that's right. Um, it, it's going to be a tough. A tough game, isn't it? But um, yeah. I'm expecting a reaction from the players on Saturday. I genuinely yeah. am. Um, and, and I foresee it being a, a really, really good performance from, from us. I think I think, I think they'll feel that they've got a point to prove. They've got a new manager who will be coming in at some stage, so they're going to be playing for the places. Um, they're, like, we've said, like I said before about the, the respect that, that Woody Garner's amongst them as well. You know what I mean? It's... It also points towards a, a, a decent performance. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely sure that Woody and Pelts and, and and everybody else involved in the club will not allow them to start moping about because you know we've lost we've lost Warney. I don't think that's going to happen. And to mm. be fair, from the characters we've got in the team, again, I don't think they're that type of people. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so whilst I think it's going to be a tough game, I think from a Rugby United point of view. I, I, I'm, I'm happy to be in the position we are. Um, you know what I mean? Going, going into the game, really, I'm, I'm comfortable with it. Um, I think we'll, be, I think we're a better side. We're a better side than we were last season, without a doubt. Whether Wigan are is another matter altogether. I, I, I've not seen anything of them, so um, now nah, we'll be all right, mate. We'll be fine Saturday. <laughs> okay, yeah. I like your positivity. I'm very much like positivity. Yeah. It's just yeah, it's gonna be very interesting. It's it's, it's a bit it's a bit like the Sunderland game we played at Sunderland, Danny. If we go if if we can go one 0 up, if we'd have gone one 0 up against Sunderland in the first ten minutes, first game with new manager, the place becomes a different place from a fan point of view. It's a sellout on Saturday, nearly or near enough a sellout. If we if they take an early lead, the atmosphere can change very quickly, like it could mm. at Sunderland. So it's important to stay in the game. The difference is obviously we don't have a full time manager. Um, but I feel like it's one of those games where you just stay in the game, stay in the game, and hope that sort of the momentum we can build through the game and through the fans can push us over the line. I don't think we're going to win 3 0. I don't think, no, <clears throat> no, I don't think it'll be run away unless we completely capitulate like we did against Sunderland. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I see what you mean. I think the Wigan game is probably one of the few games where I would actually take a nil-nil draw mm. because we've done enough to keep them out, which I think, like you said, is important for our fans now that we've lost a manager. Because if you go 1-0 down early doors 
or even late on, then that just kills the atmosphere straight away mm. and it's very, very hard to get it back. Um, but if we go 1-0 up early doors or late on, then the roof comes off. Yeah, you know, I think um, we're only about, what, 300-ish tickets left mm. at the minute, which is absolutely yeah. insane. You would have thought that, you know, the more nervous fans, if you like, would have gone on, not going to bother, you know, we've lost the manager, we'll lose. But we seem to have rallied round the team and gone, you know what, let's get get behind the lads on Saturday and, and get them over the line, not just for whoever's in the dugout, but also for the team itself, which is great to see. Mm. Um, but then, it, like I said, it's very important for the players to respond to that and go, right, we've got the fans behind us early doors, let's get the early goal and push forward. And can you imagine if it's Richard Wood who gets the, gets the first goal? <laughs> oh, my, that's the about the roof coming off. Now the roof would end up going round the um, going round the shed end at Hillsborough. That would be incredible. Oh, but, yeah. yeah, anyway, I think, as I've said, nil-nil we'd be happy with because we've shut Wigan out. But how nice would it be to win 3-0? The first game after losing our manager, that would be incredible. Unlikely, but incredible. It's not what you say it's unlikely. <laughs> it's not necessarily, is it? Because we're more than capable of doing that. This, mm. this squad is more than capable of, of, of putting four past them. But they're also capable of, of grinding out a nil-nil draw as well. So it, it depends. You know, you would hope that Wigan will come on Saturday thinking that they've got this game won already because... They've lost the manager, you know. There, they've got a, they've got a captain in charge. It's going to be it's going to be a walk over this. Hopefully, that's how, that's the attitude that they come with, um, and then we will turn them over. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Um, it's it's great the fact that that the, that the town's getting behind the club. You know, we're buying the tickets. That the people are going to be there. Let's make it a, a a decent atmosphere and get behind them. And I'm sure we can get a result out of Saturday. I'm absolutely positive we can. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's been interesting to see the setup because if this is if this is if if nothing changed, if we go back two weeks ago and Paul won and, and the, the team are still here, we are going to be very offensive. It's going to be it has to be tight, obviously. But we're at home. We can we we will go for the game. With it being Woody's first ever game as a, even as a caretaker manager and only a temporary job, does that give him the license to go to have a go, or does he? And this might might he might even not even think this out loud, but ha- but is he maybe just thinking about? I've just got to keep it steady, nothing flash. Let's just sort of get through the game and go from there. I might be doing a disservice, Danny, but it, it's impossible for us to know how he's going to want the team to play from a, a sort of within themselves or or not really. I mean, you'd expect that you wouldn't change a system that's already worked. Yeah. 
You know, like I don't think Woody's going to come in, rip up Warney's rule book, and go right. No, we're going to play our way. Four, four, say, <laughs> but at the same time, I don't think they're breaking or or Rob Scott would do that either because they're mm. the more advice based people. I think Woody will look at it and go right. We know we know three five two. We know how to play. We know how to operate. We'll just stick with that and mm. play our game that we know how to play. And then if they want to tweak it later on with formation or players or whatever, that's where you could bring in the more experience of John Brecken into it as to which subs to make when and when to change the tempo and, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but, yeah, I don't think Woody's going to try and reinvent the wheel when the wheel's already working. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he needs support. And I think he's got, you know, there's not many better people to support you at Rotherham United than John Brecken, as we've already mentioned a thousand million times. You assume Billy Mercer will still be there as, as the goalkeeping man because they'll still need a man on the day. Um, let's see. Let's see. Just It's one of those games I just don't know what to expect. I genuinely don't know what to expect. Um, we'll soon find out, I suppose. LFC 19 says, if we get a manager tomorrow, will he be in the dugout Saturday? Quite possibly. But bear in mind that he will then have taken zero training. So can he have an input on the squad? I, I, first of all, I don't think we're going to get an announcement tomorrow. Um, I don't. If, if we did, I don't think. Would you, would you, do you guys agree with that? Yeah, I can't see it happening. Um, if, if there's an announcement tomorrow, I'll be hugely disappointed because I were hoping for a Friday night with some beer in front of the telly. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but if there is, um, yeah, I can't. I'd be managing in stands job. It wouldn't it? You would have thought. Yeah, uh, a new manager in stand, but. Um, yeah, listen, Wayne, I don't think there's no way Woody Woody and Pelt's gonna change anything about this team. You know, I think you can almost injuries injuries permitting, you can almost look at your uh fan of prediction from last time and whoever whoever played last time plays this time. I I don't see there's gonna be any changes to anything. They'll want mm. to keep it as, as familiar as possible. Um and and if they do that, happy days, we're gonna be fine, mate. We are gonna be fine. Yeah, we'll, we'll come on to predictions in a moment. We'll do ref watch because why not? Um, referee is Mr. Andy Davis. Davis, 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 isn't it? D I V I S. Davis? Yeah, Davis. Um, the last referee just against Cambridge, uh, 3 1 win. Which would have had, if Martin Bonner were to come, imagine the football and symmetry we just missed out on. <laughs> oh, Matt, you would have been beside yourself if that had happened. <laughs> That would have been amazing. Um, he did give us a penalty on that day. He's quite a conservative referee. You look at his stats. He's played, this is last season's stats. 30, 36 games, 100 yellow cards, uh, and zero straight reds. The two reds he gave last season were both dull yellow, two yellows. Uh, you compare that to a lot of other referees we've looked at this season. That's about 50 or 60 less than the rough average yellow cards we've seen for last season. And to there no straight red cards in 36 games. Suggests to me it could be semi-lenient um, on stuff. I don't really remember the Cambridge game. I know we won 3-1, but I don't remember the penalty. I should have looked it up a little bit. Was the Cambridge... Because you, you, you put penalty, so it probably weren't a penalty. It was probably a penalty. Easy here, isn't it? <laughs> was, the, um, was the Cambridge game the one where we got a direct free kick for a pass back? I don't know, actually. What game? I'm, you might... Oh, no, that were... Um, I can't remember that word now. But you're right. I thought I thought we ended up winning that game like really comfortably. 
Someone in the comments tell us, was the Cambridge game when we got the direct free kick in the box for a pass back? Right. Right, right. I, I thought it was the right. I thought you were indirect. You could shoot. <laughs> it's me. I'm, I'm, I'm being picky again. <laughs> yeah, it's indirect, mate. Yeah, thanks. Ah, okay. Were a penalty as well? It were a penalty. That's all right. <laughs> it were either Cambridge or Burton, and I can't remember. Burton. Was it Burton? Burton. Yes, ah. it was. That was hilarious. Uh, yeah, that was the game that Wes Hulahan absolutely ran the show. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah, remember the... our podcast and we said he will, he will I. He's probably the best and oldest player on the pitch. Yes, I remember that one. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that last game against Cambridge, like you say, I think, it, yeah, it was fairly comfortable. Um, mm. And there wasn't really any massive things. I, th- I can't remember who went down for the penalty, but I seem to remember it wasn't really? like a... Uh, it wasn't like a 50-50 from... My own memory, it were like more of your clear cut penalties. Yeah, what he couldn't not give. Yeah. Yeah, so like you say, it might be a bit more um, down the middle than some referees have been. Um, well, we sort of has to be because Howard Webb's going to be watching him because he's coming back to England soon. I had that question on Radio Sheffield, yeah. that caught me off guard. Well, um, in a minute, once we're done. Yeah. <laughs> I did listen to you, by the way, Danny. I did listen to you on, on, on last night, Radio Sheffield. You're very good, mate. Thank you. Thank you. I try to be uh, very conservative with my answers and not bash people too much like some people they have on. But um, anyway. What do you mean? <laughs> well, you know, everyone's entitled to their own opinion and we'll leave it there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Phil Rollins, it was a still war I've just watched it by night. What nailed that penalty? Yeah. Um, no, where's the man? You've missed it. You completely missed it, haven't you? Yeah. Oh yeah, I did miss it. Yeah, I missed it. Stonewall penalty. Yeah, I got it. I got it. <laughs> You're getting it right in neck tonight because Brian Vernon's right as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be picky, but how can you be semi-lenient? You're either lenient or you're not, mate. You know what I mean? You, you can be sort of lenient. Listen, me, Brian, and Phil, we're obviously all on the same wavelength. Here. Ah, <laughs> I'm not, it might be, but I'm not willing well, to be that. friends in the comments, blessing. I, I can't be that kind to referee. If I can't say he's lenient, he's not having the full compliment. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Brian Vernon says, I'd like Lindsay to get more of a look in for the new manager. That's a good point. That's a very good point. I would be interested to see if that maybe changed on Saturday. That might, might, might be one of the changes we potentially see. Let's look, let's look at that lineups, really, because we well, say it picks itself, Mick. Give us your starting eleven, and then we'll we'll go from there. Yeah, I think Victor's going to be in goal, obviously. Um, injuries permitting, obviously. Injuries uh, clearly injuries permitting. Yeah, um, you've got Brook Norton, Coffey right, Corn Bramall left, back three. You're going to have Wes in there, um, possibly Grant Hall, but I, I don't know. It depends. I, I, I'm trying to work out whether to put Grant Hall and. Um, uh, and Humphreys in the back, and then put Woody up front. Or uh, <laughs> no, Humphreys, Woody, and Wes for me across that across that back three. Barlas mm. um, or Wiles and Rathbone midfield, and Chio and Connor Washington up front. Um, I, I, I'm pretty. It's not going to deviate very much from that. I wouldn't have thought. The sort of question is: Do you think Woody will think twice about playing himself? Because yeah. of the responsibilities now on his shoulders, mm. he's not—he's not even just captain, which is already responsibility enough. 
he, he's going to want to oversee it. And that, this is why player managers don't really exist anymore, Danny, because there's so much to do and know. I, I wonder if he'll feel like not playing himself, put Grant Hall in there, put Peltier in, in, in sort of right, right on the side of the centre-back. I want Woody to play, but I could see him not playing himself. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can see what you mean with the dilemma that Richard Wood faces. But I think probably Brecking uh, or, uh, or Rob Scott's been in his ear and just gone, look, you need to play. You know, you are the captain of the team. You need to be on the pitch. I think not just for uh, the morale of the team, but because... Woody knows the team better than anybody. I'm sure if Paul Warren mm. was still playing whilst he was whilst he was still manager, he would be the captain of, of the uh, captain of the team on the pitch because he knows them inside and out. And Woody is in that position. Um, I think one of Woody or Peltier will be on the touchline. I think, and I think I would probably lean more towards Peltier because he understands the game, but from an outside of United perspective. You know, he's the seasoned defender that's not Rotherham's seasoned defender, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I could see Peltier being more the man in the touchline with Brecken or whoever, and Woody being the man on the pitch. Um, so that's probably why my back line will be Woods, Hall and Humphreys, because I think we've got probably enough pace with Norton Cuffey. If you factor in Wazard in, then that's just mm. criminal. You know, I think we'll get fined for having that much pace on the right-hand side, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the another question here, Mick, is again, and it's a question on how offensive and how free free rolling he wants to go. Corin Bramall, for me, is, a, is has been brilliant, but there's obviously questions about him defensively and solidity and everything else. Does he go right? Well, let's just not play it safe because I don't I don't think he will consciously say I'm going to play it safe and play for a draw. But you go right. Fergie's got that experience. It's a game where we need the experience because we're, we're managerless. Do you just say right, Fergie, come on, come and do us a job? To bring us up to you, and you've always got Bramall to bring on late on. Do you think that's another potential teaser? I might be tempted to um, to uh, put Fergie on the bench and uh, have him assist in Peltier in there because he's an experienced mm. footballer. He knows his stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it would be another another pair of eyes and ears on bench uh, and, and to come on as an impact player. Woody, Woody, Woody will start. I don't think there's any question about that. So, and, and and I don't think he'll change it. I don't think there's any need to change it. Mm. We play our best. We've played our best this season when we've attacked attacked teams. Um, and and yeah, we've had we've had all these questions about Corn Bramall's. I don't want to tempt fate, but we've had we've had um, all these questions about Corn Bramall's defensive uh, ability. And I'll be honest with you, you know, it's not happened. Mm. Um, he's obviously worked really hard on that, seen it as a weakness, and and and, and developed in that area. So it's not massively an issue. Um, we need to stay the way we have been, or play, continue to play the way we have, and and that's offensively um, because it's done it. It's served as well. Yes, uh, Danny. Any questions on the front two mix? Said Chio and Washington. No, nobody. Assuming fitness permitting, there's no need to change him, is it? No, I don't think so. I think the person that you bring in, uh, if there's an issue with fitness for either Chio or, Wash- or Washington, uh, would, pre- would be Kelly. But then again, Chio's not really played that many minutes for Ireland. Not has he? Last he's been out. So no, that not. might do us a favour. You know, it's kept him a little bit more um, match ready in his, in his mind, if you like. 
uh, being in that environment. So, yeah, I'd say stick Chio in for sure because it'll be nice and fresh. Um, and then probably interchange Washington and Kelly when you see fit in the game. Hmm. And that'd be my tactic anyway. I should have put my CV in, honestly. Apparently. Paul Douglas has got my number, just like, give me a bell. <laughs> <laughs> do you just send him your football manager CV, as, as, as you do? I don't play fine. football manager. Oh. <laughs> I'm one of the few people you. in the sports world who don't play football manager. Don't know how you've managed... It's not. It's not on PS4. That's why I don't play it. My, my computer just about handles this podcast. If you play Football Manager through it, it starts coughing at me. Like legit. Yeah. Uh, Mick loves it. I like. Likes me when I get my stats from it. That's his favourite bit about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John Morrell with a very good point. One thing is for sure, you'll learn a lot about the players this weekend. Losing managers who have been there for six years will have could have a huge effect on the squad. To think otherwise is simply naive. Yeah, but that could be a positive impact. You know, they're, the benefit of, in theory, and this is only in theory, the theory of bringing in good human beings is that when, when it's tough, when your back's against the wall, you have then the ability to get your mates behind you and face whatever it is head on. That's the theory. Now, the theory doesn't always pan out like that, but I think we've got a group of players, I think the experience make that Warren is brought in, we can now thank him for that doubly, yeah. because had we had the same players as last season there was less leaders, I feel like we've got so many more leaders in and around the squad than we had last season and two years yeah. ago in the championship particularly, that we're now better in a better position to deal with such a situation now. Uh, we've never been in a better position in terms of the mix of quality and experience and youth and experience within the squad, so, so yeah, absolutely. And, and John's absolutely right. We will learn about the players, but I think uh, for, for for us who've seen them every week, I think we already know the type of personalities that they are, and and what they will, and and we can be kind of ninety percent certain about the way that they'll react to the situation as well. Mm. Um, and I'm I'm absolutely convinced they are going to be up for it on Saturday. Absolutely, they're going to be up for it. Possibly more so than it would have been. They would have been had had Warney still been here. Yeah. Um, might be wrong. Don't know. Yeah. Uh, John Morrell, with an even better point. Are you even a football fan if you haven't played football manager? Danny, that is a shocker. They need to release it on the PS4. I'm telling you. I am, I am not wealthy enough to have a gaming PC or a gaming laptop. I've got this one that's for uni, and that's it. And it doesn't handle football manager. Whoever, I don't even know who makes it. Release it on the PS4 so I can play it because, because I want now. to. The Is that Xbox? Xbox but... <laughs> the, one console, the one console that I put away when I bought the PS4. <laughs> I'm going to have to go and get don't it. Don't worry out. about it, Danny. You're not missing out, mate. Give over. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, less for football manager talk. Let's do some predictions. Potentially the hardest prediction of the season. Could yeah. be the hardest prediction of the season. Um, one more the other for me, this, Danny. What, where, what do you think? Predictions. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, I think we're nil-nil. No, that's that's not a prediction, though. <laughs> um, I think we will see football symmetry once again, but but the opposite of what you think I'm going to say. Because okay. when we appoint, because when Paul Warren took his first game as um, permanent manager, 
We lost 3-2 to Wigan. Yeah. Now that it's our first game without Paul Warner's permanent manager, we're going to win 3-2 against Wigan. I like it. I would accept that as very, very good football in symmetry as well. Uh, very, very, very like it. Mick? Uh, I'm with 2-0, Rotherham. <laughs> like 2-0, it. I'm confident. I'm, 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 I, and I shouldn't be, because every time I'm confident, it always comes back to bite me on the arse. So, um, <laughs> I shouldn't be, but yeah, 2-0, Rotherham. Okay. I said on the Wigan podcast that if we appointed a manager, I think we'd win 2-0. And if we didn't appoint a manager, I think we'd lose 2-0. <laughs> um, that was on Tuesday, I think, and when there was still hope of a manager. So I am going to stick with that, and we haven't appointed a manager, so I'm going to go 2-0 loss. Oh, wow. Right, everybody in the comment section and go after Matt for being negative. You went after me for being negative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I genuinely think it could go one way or the other. I think I very much like the Sunderland game could have gone. Um, if they could, if they score early, I think it's going to be a long, 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 tough afternoon. Um, but the longer the game goes on close, the longer it goes on nil-nil or whatever, I think that suits us on the day. I don't know. Um, Brian Vernon says 12-4. I assume that's to us. Um, Michelle Stowe says 3-1. Nicholas Skidmore says 2-1. YouTube user says 2-0. John Steves wants a clean sheet. We'll take that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. 1 1. Jamie 3 1. Russ 3 0. Same as Jamie. Brian Allen says 2 1. Um, Stephen Thomas says, I can't see Wigan scoring two against us. Yeah. Uh, Sean Green says 2 1. John Morrell says 1 1. Got a boo from Power Mad. Apologies. Hey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Amy Woolhouse says, Hit say, but she predicted we'll lose to Sunderland and Wigan this season. Uh, Power Mad. Says one one as well. Uh, Nathan Carrot says one nil. One nil. Woody Header. I'd take, take that. that. Yeah, uh, in for another interesting question, which we might not have time to cover. But is there a danger that the players will try too hard? We see we see that before with certain players, which uh, not sadly who else were last season. Somebody else. We were sadly just sort of trying to be it's clever, clever, trying not not effort wise, but trying too many things. Um, that can happen in these circumstances. We've seen it before. We've all been fans for long enough. <laughs> To, to know when teams have tried too hard and it's just failed and they give away stupid fouls and whatnot. They've got they've got to have that level of energy and that level of commitment, Mick. But you've also got to be streetwise as well, aren't you? Because if you were yeah. flying in there, Holly Rathbun will be sent off with two yellow cards in 10 minutes if he takes it too far. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and yeah, it's a danger. It is a danger. It depends, it, it depends on how... Whether Woody and Pelts can uh, strike the balance in terms of getting them revved up just enough, but but not not overly so. So, um, then I will have to wait and see on that one. I, I hope you, I hope you're wrong on that one, but yeah, it is a danger. Mm. Yes, it is. Uh, anything else we want to cover on the final episode of the week, Mick or Danny? Regina Wigan shirt, which we're, I'm not ready for that either. You know, you're absolutely positive there's going to be no announcements tomorrow, then. Well, well why would there be? <laughs> <laughs> there's, yeah. there's one thing that we haven't talked about yet. That question on Radio Sheffield. Oh, the question, Mick. So, you, go on, Daniel, let you do it. Right, and so, <clears throat> this question was dropped on me, to be fair. So, thank you, Adam, but it were a good question. Now that Howard Webb's coming back into England to the... Uh, to be head of the referees thing. 
Um, what changes would you like to see across the board with referees when he takes charge? <laughs> you asking me? Yeah. You're asking me for? <laughs> because I've already, I've already answered it. <laughs> well, I, listen, I, I, I know what you answered. So, and, and I just sat there nodding, to be honest, and I absolutely agreed with you. It's about being consistent, isn't it? It's what every football fan across the country wants. They want consistency from referees. And the only way they're going to get that is to simplify the way that they, the way they implement the rules. Otherwise, it's, it's a waste of time. So that, that, that is the only way that they're going to achieve it. Um, I suspect with Howard Webb that they're going to find there's going to be some changes. There are going to be some changes to the way that organisation is run. Um, the, the PR, the bad PR that they get from, from VAR uh, and the implementation of VAR is, 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 is huge because, again, it's inconsistent. So you, you were right. Consistency is what it's all about, mate. Um, and, and hopefully, hopefully he's going to be able to address that. And there is I've got the big seal of approval. Yeah, <laughs> get in. <laughs> uh, I don't necessarily think you mean that one week the exact same decisions are made week in, week out, because you, you're going to get variance because of the interpretation. But yeah, even yeah, within yeah. the game itself, within a 90 minutes, the man in the middle has to be consistent throughout that 90 minutes, doesn't he? Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that more so than, than well, just, just, yeah, just consistently, consistency mm. in general. To, to expand upon what I actually said on Radio Sheffield, it, it needs to be um, consistency, but also simplicity when applying the rules mm. in a game of football. It doesn't have to be a simplification of the rules themselves. It needs to be a simpler way of, right, you need to apply this rule in that way. doesn't matter which team it is, what player it is. If that situation happens, you need to be consistent in how you award that. So if you give a yellow card for that, if it happens later on, you need to give a yellow card for that and not be um, inconsistent with it, which I know sounds quite hard to do because it's open to individual interpretation um, in terms of what is adjudged as being a foul or an offence or whatever in a game, but it's just educating referees to be more compact and consistent with it during the 90 minutes itself rather than a whole thing across the whole spectrum of referees, condensing mm. down just to that one individual game. Like that's the whole con uh, consistency thing. Mm. Yeah. I have some big words in that. I need to go and have a lay down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we will go from there. That's where we will leave it. We will finish off by saying Matt Gray is currently being linked to the job. Yeah, so we've got one person saying it and then everybody else no, jumping and saying it again. It's just I mean, underwhelming, isn't it? Yeah, it's tedious, man, honestly. You know, it was exciting on Sunday. We're a bit less exciting on Monday, less so Tuesday. Last night, we're a bit of a downer. Tonight, I'm absolutely fed up to back teeth on it, man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care anymore. I just don't want to talk about manager. Let's get down to New York Stadium on Saturday, have a few pints and a pie, watch some football. Shout at people, shout at refs, shout at players, shout at whoever you want to shout at. Shout at Mick. And shout at me. Yeah. You know, whatever. I'm going to shout at Tiny for wanting Tony Stewart out. Yeah, so <laughs> just but, but do it nicely. Yeah. Yeah. 
And by, by the way, if you want to <clears throat> head over to IOFC Tiny on YouTube and wish him happy birthday because it's his birthday tomorrow. And the best thing is he has to go to school, which is brilliant. Look at Tiny. Oh, see us on Saturday. Get down there. I know there's still some tickets left. So if you ever if you haven't bought a ticket and you think about going, go on down because the players need you more now than they needed you last season. Mm. At any time last season, they they need the, the support. They need the atmosphere on Saturday. Um, we know our, our bigger date is for Woody first first time as interim charge, even though he's not been given that title yet. Um, they need a good atmosphere. They need to know that we're still behind them as a football club. If you've got any. You know, issues with the management, with higher ups. Leave that for now. For this one game, leave it, and then we then you can voice it opinion. Just get behind the Millers this Saturday, as I know ninety five percent of people will. If it start, if we go one nil down, let's not get on people's backs straight away because of the circumstances. They need they need all the support you can possibly give them. Um, and I hope it's a great atmosphere. We're going to bring in a few, which always creates a better atmosphere as well. Um, Please get behind the Millers on Saturday. We certainly, certainly will be. We we aren't planning to be back until Sunday evening, which will be the, uh, on YouTube, the podcast, and then Monday morning for the normal podcast. Honestly, who knows? I, I just don't know anymore. We may be back. We, if, if there is an appointment, we will be doing an emergency podcast on the night that the appointment's confirmed. It's unlikely we'll do one just for speculation again because we've learned our lesson. Um, <laughs> so we're not going to do that. Um, we will have the post-match instant reaction, which will be out on Saturday evening, which will be from some of us uh, outside the stadium uh, on Saturday. Win, lose or draw, rain or shine. Uh, we will do it one way or another. Hopefully not rain. Hopefully not rain. We're going to make Ben do that one on, on Saturday. Yeah, Ben will be back for that one. Ben's, Ben's away in Loughborough being, trying to become an elite athlete. That's why we're not seeing much of Ben. <laughs> um, trying to make the best of himself, in him. Loser. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say something awful, but I'm going to hold my tongue. <laughs> I was going to say train being the operative word, but no. <laughs> um, thank you all for listening for this week, for watching and listening all this week. We're hoping to talk about a new manager. We just talked about speculation for five days straight. So I like Mick, I'm going to enjoy myself a beer on Friday night, not having to worry about a manager for once. Mick and Danny, I'm surprised we've all, all three of us done all five days, but we have. So thank you both for uh, participating um, <laughs> and giving us information and helping with opinions. That's what we're here for, isn't it? That's all we've got, mate. <laughs> <laughs> the, the only thing we've got is waffle opinions and bookies odds, and somehow it's got us through four days of really no news at all, which is brilliant. Yeah, but we've five days. It. We started Sunday, Danny. Yeah, five days. Yeah. Oh, I, I think I've earned this spoon's breakfast that I'm having tomorrow. You have. You absolutely <laughs> have. I've had, I've had a large one. Oh um, yes. If you if you are new, if you just start listening this week, make sure you, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We've seen loads of subscribers go up on there. Thank you very much. If you just listen audioly, audioly for the first time as well, like we've seen our numbers shoot up on there our per episode. So please do subscribe so you get the episode as and when it's out. So we're returning back to the standard Sunday night, Thursday night, at YouTube Monday, 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 Friday for the audio. Um, <laughs> uh, you're keeping up with Danny's vlog and everything else. Mick, Danny, it's been a pleasure, uh, but I don't want to see either of you until this Saturday. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no worries. <laughs> Have a good one, guys. Cheers. See you.
Sport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.